All right, Ruthann Talk CDL. We are in the studio once again. Every week. I was thinking as I was putting this show together we, with this new video um, venture that we're doing. I thought, you know, there's a couple things that I don't like about the video. Number one, you got to make sure you don't pick your nose or something stupid on camera that you're not aware of. What do you think of that? Well, it's a good thing I don't pick my nose normally. Well, <laughs> you know, you know no, I mean? no sweat off my brow there. Whew. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> I'm not saying that you pick your nose or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, I use that as an example of, of, um, you know, something embarrassing. You know, I don't want to reach down and scratch my butt, my butt or my whatever. You know what I mean? You, you know, as far as the video itself goes, you're used, you're more used to just hanging out. And nobody can see you. You know what I mean? <laughs> we fart. <laughs> I mean, she might fart. He farts a lot. I don't fart a lot. She farts and our dog farts. I mean, that's just crazy. You know, the best thing My about, stomach makes noises. That's that's about the worst. The 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 best thing about this is is everybody farts. So anybody going yuck, ill. Um, no, we're human. We fart. We burp. Yeah, they don't fart. But and anyways. my stomach goes. It, it's very loud. My stomach has its own. Yeah, conscience. <laughs> Your stomach does speak, so... But anyways, on the podcast today, I've actually got an interesting, some interesting statistics. Um, and I'm, by the way, it's the reason I'm looking over at my monitor so much right now is because we have a new... I, 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 I don't know if I can hold this up or not. I don't know if everybody can see that. It's called a, a cloud lifter. For all you guys out there that are starting podcasts... Um, equipment is actually important. If you can't afford top quality equipment, you know, you still, you, you want to, in the beginning, at least get a good mixer, which I use a Scarlet Focusrite is what we use in ours. And then you could grab what's called a preamp. It's a cloud lifter. And that is amazing. You have to, you know, have a mixer with phantom power. And when you put that on, that is crazy, and so I recommend one of these. And we're not—they're not a sponsor of the show. They're—it's just an amazing tool. Troy used to scream at me because I wouldn't put my mouth on my mic continually when I talk. I would be moving my head around, and this amplifier picks up my voice no matter where I'm at. Oh yeah, and I don't so. even have the volume. I don't think it's—well, it's more than halfway up, but. Um, you don't have to be right on the mic for it to pick you up. It's, it's beautiful and uh, good mics also. But anyways, um, on the show today, we've got, I've got a, a statistics, and it's uh, the, I think it's the top 10. I'm going to, I'll look and see. The top 10 reasons why a, other drivers will annoy or offend you in America. These are, it was actually, I think it was a thousand people they, they uh, surveyed and, you know, people that are on the road a lot, driving a lot, and they came up with the top 10 
habits or things that other drivers do that will annoy the crap out of you. And I've got those top 10, which is kind of an interesting, and, and, and to be honest with you, a lot of them annoy me too. I'm surprised that there's like yeah. 10 of them though. I mean, I guess, you know, when you think of, yeah. of, of what bothers people, there's usually only like maybe three or four things, you know, like left hand, you know, well, left lane people. And well, I'm not going to keep going over it because you have. Well, I mean, it, it may be in there, it may not. But, you know, the, obviously in the top 10, things that other drivers do to annoy you are you're going to see a bigger percentage in the probably the top five than in the, there's one or two that I was like, that's weird. Yeah. But anyways, I've got that. I got a really interesting story, which I call the, the nightmare driver from hell. Um, a trucking company was telling me about a recent hire that they had. And um, I want to kind of share that with everybody, you know, and hopefully maybe, one of the drivers or any drivers out there that might be like this uh, would maybe realize <laughs> they could be a nightmare. And this is a, this isn't a lot of guys act like this. It's kind of a, an interesting story that a trucking company in Illinois told me about this week. Um, other than that, I mean, you might have something about what do you have? You have you have something on trucking this week, Ruthann? Is there yeah. what was what did you have that we were going to be talking about? Um, I have something about trucking law and brokers, and then also some exit number changes that are going to happen to one of the states. Exit number changes. That's mm -hmm. always fun. But anyways, all that and the word of the day on talk CDL. And here we go. Um, real quick, uh, let's, let's mention like two of our sponsors real quick. Okay. The uh, Camion's Load Smart. Okay, it's brought to you by LoadSmart, but Camion, Camion's break-even calculator. If you want to download this free calculator, especially if you're a lease operator or you have a small fleet, even a company driver can download it. And it'll help you budget and and keep your your truck operating at a at a profitable margin. Um, and that's K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. That's Camion dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. Also DriveWise, that's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. And you can download that app today and start bypassing the scales. We get a lot of people writing in saying that they use DriveWise. Check out DriveWise, that's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. And we are on our way here, Ruthann, with the podcast. Okay. So, you know, let me tell you about a story. This story, it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy story. You had the Brady Bunch going through my head when you said that. Here's a story <laughs> of a trucker. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyways, this company, is a they're a flatbed company, and they, they hired a driver three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. They hire this truck driver, and uh, wow, it's crazy. So they hire this guy. They they check him out, and he comes with, you know, people saying, yeah, he was a flatbed guy, and he's had a secure load. You know, it's important when you're a flat, flatbed driver or a flatbed company that when you verify a truck driver for employment that he has... You know, especially if you haul coils, coils being the 
hardest, we got a little interference there. The hardest, okay, that went away. The hardest um, product that they haul is, is coils. And it's, it's dangerous. And when you're hiring the truck driver, you better verify that this guy knows how to secure a coil, especially suicide coils, pipes, all that stuff in a, on a flatbed. You need to know how to make sure that load isn't going anywhere when you go on the road. So they verify this guy's experience. And his first week out, somebody calls in and says, it, 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 well, actually, what it was was a a uh, a concerned citizen called in about this new driver and said that he they couldn't make it out right on the on the thing. It was either he spit or peed on somebody. I'm dead serious. So the owner told me he said we were really busy. I didn't get to call this guy back to verify that this new truck driver that we hired spit or peed or urinated, whatever you want to call it, on somebody. Now, the one thing that people got to know is when you're out, when you're driving someone's truck, you're representing that company. Whether you're a company driver, lease purchase driver, even if you own your own truck, if you've got the trucking company's name on the side of your truck, you're representing that truck trucking company. You are them when you're going down the road with their name on your truck. That makes sense, right? Right. Exactly. And so, I don't know where that interference is coming from. Hopefully it's not the new cloud lifter. <laughs> Anyways, um, the second week, they get a phone call from the driver's wife. And... Here, the guy's in jail. Now, he's in jail. While he was on company time, he got into a fight at a truck stop. Allegedly, someone was trying to steal his tarp. And so he supposedly chased the guy down and beat him up, but he's the guy that went to jail. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts so far? Well, if someone's going to try and steal a tarp, first of all, tarps are not light. They can't just pick it up and go running at full speed to get away from, you know, this, the, the, the scene of the crime. That's, that's a good point. So, um, if someone was going to try and grab my tarp and run with it, I don't know if I want to chase after them. I mean, five foot two me does not want to chase after someone that might grab this tarp and book it. Even though we have a friend that can, probably pick up a tarp and run with it. I don't think she still, I, I, I don't want to go head to head with her. <laughs> I mean, tarps are not light. Now, if he left the tarp behind and took off, mm -hmm. I still don't want to go out. He, he attempted it. So why should I bother going after him then at that point? I mean, that's a good point. If somebody can cut your tarp,
There you go. That might be what it was, the connection. But anyways, if somebody can grab your tarp and run, well, here's the thing. The tarp was on a truck. So if he sees you cutting tarp, I mean, you got to get it off mm-hmm. and then start running with it. But, but, but you know, we there can be all kinds of scenarios there. Mm-hmm. But the point is he catches the guy, beats him up. Police are called. Now he's in jail. Second week with the company. Meanwhile, this guy's on his third set of tarps. Some yeah. Somehow he's destroying tarps. He's been with the company two weeks. The owner found out that he walked into the shop and needed a tarp. So he got another tarp. And then the owner talked to him and said, well, now you have an extra six-foot tarp, which means six-foot high, six-foot drop. Why don't you just give that back and get the new four-foot tarp that you need? So the guy walks back into the shop and just takes a four-foot tarp and keeps the six-foot tarp. So now, and tarps are very expensive, so he has to pay for this. But anyways, it kind of looks peculiar. Like he's selling the tarps. Okay, so third week comes by. And let me see if I can pull it up here and I'll show you. Can you pull up ToxyDL, the, or the Facebook page? If you pull up ToxyDL's Facebook page and look at the post from yesterday of a flatbed load, just scroll back one post. It should be only one or two posts back. And you'll see, now this is week three. He literally walks in, or he literally calls the company. He just drove 400 miles. Can you see the load? Um, it's it's loading. So I'm just waiting for uh, it to finish loading. Okay. That's weird. But anyways, he picks up a load of pipe. I see it. Yeah, you see it? And it's it'll be on the screen here as as on the video. But anyways, for those that are not watching the video that are watching the podcast, he had a load of pipe. And he never strapped it right. He didn't put a belly strap on it. For those that are flat bears, know what that, what that is. He didn't put enough straps on it. And he had 70-some miles to go, and the pipes fell off, but were in the straps hanging down on the side of the truck. You can see that right then. Very dangerous. Could have cost the company a lot. I love our, our, our listeners because they're so smart. Excuse me. See, told you he burps. Yeah. So, like, I'm sitting here looking, and Brian Adams says, I would put some gut straps. Well, if you look, that's actually reached like probably 300,000 people so far on that. Um, actually, 427,000. So it's, it's coming up on a half a million uh, people reached. And, you know, people are appalled at that. It's like, man, how is it? Well, even the owner said, I don't know how this guy survived as a flatbed driver. I don't I have no idea how this guy has experience in flatbed when everything he touches turns to crap. And obviously, when you see that post... You the first word you think of is fired. I yeah. Oh yeah, he's they and from what I understand, he was going to bring the guy in after he delivered. Oh, and by the way, the company had to to call out a forklift, call out you know find a, a company with a forklift to go and reset the pipe and strap it down and get it it secured so this guy can go seventy some miles and make his delivery, which really cost. So so this was like. Just to recap, 
First week out, he pees on somebody or spits on them. Oh, by the way, he's 60. 60 years old. Yeah, he's not a young guy. Everybody probably was thinking that I was I was talking about a young guy. He's a 60-year-old guy with anger problems because he's he kicks somebody's and for 60 to kick someone's ass, you know what I mean? Um so he, he pees or spits on somebody. Second week, he's in jail for fighting. Third week, he almost causes a catastrophe. I mean, honestly, that's 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 what you that's what you call it's somebody not batting very good. No, the averages are getting horrible. And what he really needs to do is to rethink what he's doing because it, it, whether you're a flatbed driver or just a basic dry van driver, okay, if you don't have safety all around you, if your mind isn't safety oriented, you're not thinking of safety. You're not thinking of safety for the public. You're not thinking of 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 the future of. You know, oh, if I get into a fight and beat somebody up over a tarp, I'm going to go to jail. If you, if you don't have all that kind of a mindset, it's only a matter of time till trouble's at your door. Really mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. So I would say for any drivers out there that have anger issues, I mean, and trucking can cause anger issues, mm-hmm. but you got to keep your head cool in trucking. I'm telling you, it, it, patience and keeping your temper down will save your life in a lot of ways. When you're a truck driver, there's many times in a day where a truck driver can get freaking pissed off at somebody getting cut off. You know what I mean? Dealing with shippers and receivers, getting broke down, maybe, you know, having a a week where you don't make anything. There's just so many variables that go against the drivers. And if you're a guy, especially if you're a new guy coming into the industry, take this advice. Come into it and, and, and all your anger, leave out the door. It, it will cause nothing but trouble for you. This guy's actually going to probably, you know, if they put it on his deck, he's probably going to have a hard time getting a flatbed job, especially if the owner sends that picture to the next potential employer. Well, if he's going to get a felony for whatever he, you know, beating that guy up, I mean, depending on how that goes, I mean, he's really, he's got a few more years before he could go into anywhere because of the felony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If. Right. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Is he going to get a felony out I don't of it? Know. But the bottom line is he, he's, you know, he now has to go to court. You it know, depends on how bad the guy was beaten. Yep. So um, that's all I wanted. That was my story of the week. You know, I kind of as as trucking companies, as I talk to them, you know, they don't care if I tell their story on on. So I'm not using the, the, the driver's name. I'm not going to try to embarrass a driver. But the bottom line is, OK. That, you know, I hear these stories every week and I thought well, that'll be a good story for the podcast. So, again, guys, keep your temper at home. Actually, just get rid of your temper. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Um, real quick, a, a sponsor, National Carriers. Call them at 888-311-7076. Beautiful T680s. And they are looking for lease drivers. They're looking for company drivers. And they'll take some students. 888-311-7076. We've got the Carter Lumber attire on today. See that? Look at that. We, um, all of our sponsors, when they send us something, we'll wear it on, on the podcast for them. So, and, and I picked the, the cami. Ruthann wanted me to wear the cami Carter Lumber hat. Um, but anyways, Carter Lumber, they got a location there. You over 160 locations. Uh, check them out if you're looking for a local Class A or if you're a Class B driver. Go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk. CDL, that's Carter Lumber, 
com forward slash Toxidl and get yourself a local job today. One last sponsor, and, and that's our sponsors, driving-test.org. Uh, go check them out. They guarantee you'll pass your CDL or your money back. It's $49.95. Again, driving-test.org. Tell them Talk CDL sent you. Ruth Ann, are you ready to hear about the top 10 annoying habits drivers have that piss or off, offend rather other drivers? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> just what the heck? What what would be your what's your pet peeve if if you see a driver, you know, doing something that you don't like and obviously we all you know, especially truckers. You know, truckers see it all the time because they got the big view and they see, you know, and truckers got a lot. And I'll, I'll go over a couple extra that they don't have on here. But what what's Ruth Ann's pet peeve in, in a bad driving habit that she sees? And, um, and don't be naming my habits. No. Um, I probably have about three mm-hmm. at least. But I would say when a driver goes in the passing lane and is doing just the speed limit or maybe two miles over it. So if it's like 60, they're doing between 60 and 65, but they're not actually passing. They're just maintaining the quarter panel of the car they're supposed to be passing. That I can't stand. I hate when drivers do not pass. The passing lane's for passing, not for sitting there. That's actually the number third annoying thing. So you're you're right up there with, with and and you know that's one of my my I'm I'm with this stat on that one. Number three is occupying the passing lane without moving. Mm-hmm. Somebody just gets in there picking their nose. I'm on the picking nose thing today. I noticed that. But somebody that's literally it's like they're sitting there picking their nose. You know, mess with their phone. Well, it's like whatever they want to do. Well, I hate when you get up beside them. They're just like this oblivious to everybody that's flying around them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when you have, look, if, if, if you're out there and, and you're listening to the podcast, whether you're a trucker or not, and you got people that's zipping around you, you know, most people are raised with the, with the knowledge of the right lane is for slow traffic. Left lane is for passing. And you're actually not supposed to pass people on the right. So you're forcing people to actually pass you on the right. Meanwhile, you're totally disrupting. You ever see that commercial where the, uh, there's like 20 people in line at the register and one guy pulls up with his credit card and he goes, ding, ding, and he moves on. And the next guy goes, ding, and, and then all of a sudden some guy pulls out cash. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, man, now they're going to count it out. And it's like it, it holds everybody up. I mean. No, I haven't not, seen that commercial. <laughs> not, not that that's a bad thing if you have cash. It's probably a good thing. But it's, it's almost the same, though. It's like everybody's flowing along, and then all of a sudden you got left-hand Louie just driving, like you said, at the speed limit or below, and everybody's hung up beside him. Well, Annoys everybody. I, I found out from a police officer that impeding traffic is when they, when they do that, but what they're they can't do anything unless they are going under this like just like right there at that point because the left hand lane is for passing but if they're not passing that opens up another can of them impeding the traffic because yeah, cops know you're supposed to be passing you're supposed to go over that speed limit and get out the way yeah and i once had a a, uh, a cop tell me the same thing um, actually, I kind of went flying around somebody and got pulled over right away. That's the cop that I'm talking about. Okay. Well, he, well, <laughs> well he, he, he said, look, I understand 
when they're doing that, he said, it makes me mad too. He said, but I'm not allowed to pull a guy over that's doing the speed limit. So if a guy's in the left lane and he's doing the speed limit, the cop, this a cop in Florida said he, he's not supposed to pull the guy over. It's like, but my gosh, if everybody's going in a 65, 68 to 70, and this guy's over in the 65, I think that's impeding. And I think it. I think the guy should get a ticket. That's probably one of my number one. I think that's why they came piece. up with that new law that you have to be passing to be in the passing lane. Yeah. I think that's why they came up with it because they can't use the impeding thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 super annoying. You know, first time I've ever seen signs for left lane for speed. You know, for people going faster was in in Hartford, Connecticut. I remember that, and this was like going back like 30, 40 years. They they were pretty advanced. You know, not that I'm a fan of Connecticut, but they were pretty advanced to um, drivers, you know, that need to get their slow ass over to the right. Um, but anyways, it's actually 12, 12, the top 12. I'm just going to give you number one or not number one. I'm going to give you number 12. Okay. Number 12 is, and what's that? I said makeup. No, no, that's in there though. And uh, Number 12 is Inching closer to the light when it's red. And, and, and you know what's funny? It's only 1% of the people surveyed said this. So 1% of, 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 a, of a thousand, I think it was a thousand people surveyed. 1% of that is 10. But still, I got to say, I understand what they're saying. I can't stand when you're in a red light and you get the guy beside, he's creeping up. He's like almost going under the red light waiting. He's wanting to gun it. You know, it's like you feel like you, he almost feels like you got to race the guy now. And, but <laughs> half the time, those people don't even go fast. They they just kind of like putts out then. Yeah. Like when I see a guy like inching up, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch that green. I'm going to crush this guy and then I'll blow him off. You know what I mean? I'll just. Woof. But um, yeah, not number 12 is inching closer to the red light before it turns green. Number 11, and this is a weird one, not giving a gesture of thanks. I guess like if you if you let somebody out, you know what I mean, you let somebody come out or or you let them come in, you know, merge if they need to merge in, like especially when there's, you know, when it's merging down to one lane and you're like waving somebody and they just go in front and they don't give you a wave, um, 2%. Of all people surveyed said they hate when somebody isn't grateful. Politeness. Yeah. So some people are really big on, you know, having manners on the road. I know with, with, with some cars, they're so dark, like the, the tint that you really can't see the person that well. Talking to Michael just a little bit. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't think I had to be this you close. Do, you don't. It's just that you have the scatter mic tilted the wrong way. It's got to it's got to come towards you more. There you go. That's good. Yeah, this is just, this is something new for us as far as the way this, these new mics work. But anyways, so number uh, 10 would be not letting others merge. You know how like people, you know, when, in fact, like you'll see again. Zippering. Yeah, when they're supposed to zipper down. And there's a lot of times where everybody's going, okay, you go, then I'll go, you go, and I'll go. And it's, and you can see it's, it's, it's really working out really, really, really nice. And then sometimes you have a guy that'll just creep up and hug the bumper in front of the other guy because he don't want to let anybody in. But he expects you to let him in, but he don't want to let anybody else in. And, and that is... I've been guilty of that. You've been guilty of not letting somebody in? Yeah, because like 
you'll be you'll be going along and that you'll have like people zippering but then when you see that there's like the arrow like you only have so many feet and this car comes flying up and i've already sat there for a half hour or whatever it is trying to get through this one section Mm -hmm. and they want to fly up the whole passing lane and get right to where it goes over and then decides to get over that annoys me so so you i've i've hugged a bumper just just to just, just to, to block. You so you played block. blocker. Yeah, because you can't split the lane in a four-wheeler very easily, I can mean, you? I do understand what you're saying on that guy. But I have split the lane. The guy that comes flying up like he's 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 bypassing 500 other cars, and he's going to just cut in at the last second. Mm-hmm. That annoys me. That annoys you. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, honking. Honking. Honking and... Honking your horn... There's 3%, which again, there's only 30 out of 1,000 said this, is honking your horn. And I guess, I'm going to be honest with you, usually if somebody honks their horn at you, they go, it's because you did something stupid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying... Or to get at someone's awareness, something's wrong. Now, listen, I've always said, though, how do you drive a New Yorker crazy? Take, take out a, the horn. Take away their horn. <laughs> Because when you go to New York City, those son of a guns are just used to blowing their horn at everybody for no reason. But anywhere else besides New York City or a real heavy city like that where they're always constantly blowing their horn, um, I would say if you got a horn blown at you, you probably did something stupid. So I'm just saying. Uh, I would agree with you. And I could tell you, my well, the horn in the passport's not too bad. But my horn in the CRV, it was one of those, so yeah. I didn't want to. But I didn't even want to touch the horn. It sounded like a baby. It was embarrassing. It was yeah. embarrassing. I want I one like Eugenia, the big Peter. Was it? I don't remember what one she got. Was it Kenworth or a P, she got some kind of horn put in her oh, car? Oh, yeah, she got a, an air horn put in her, her little car. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, we've got the next one is speeding. Uh, other, you know, there's a, a, a good percent said, I don't like other people speeding. And, and you know, I could see... People, so. people that are nervous drivers get probably even more nervous when somebody goes flying by them or just, you know, just rolling along. Uh, the next but one. But it's their right. That's the thing is they can't, you know. Yeah. The, the, carelessly is wrong, though. The next one is straddling two lanes or weaving between them. So people that are threading the needle and, and uh, straddling two lanes and just rolling along. Why are you looking at me? I mean, <laughs> look. I only do that to go around the guy that you don't like in the left lane. <laughs> but the bottom the bottom line is um, that's pretty much a reckless driver. They don't like that. Next one. which And that's with the speeding I would agree upon. I don't know why my mic's not picking up. I'm going to move it, it, it real is. quick. Good. All right. So anyways, so next one would be driving well below the speed limit. And, you know, that's, I agree. That's probably going to be more of the left lane guy but i guess if you're in the right lane or if you're on a one lane road where it's just you know one car going this way one car going that way and you get on like let's say and they're usually what a 55 60 mile an hour back road and you get behind a guy and it's double line and you're trying not to be illegal and pass somebody on double line and he's doing 10 miles an hour under the speed limit sightseeing or maybe or you could tell he's looking for a to turn somewhere and he goes on for a mile or two or whatever the case is, 
that guy annoys you. If you're that guy, if you if you think taking your car out on a back road and and, and you and your girl are just going to take a Sunday drive and just chill out in the back road, l- let it be known that if someone's behind you, get out of their way. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You're, I agree. You're, you're having a good time and you're annoying the guy behind you. And when you annoy the guy behind you, he may honk his horn or he may go around. Mm-hmm. He may flip you off. Whatever the case is, he may ride your butt. And guess what? Now you're going to get annoyed. So you right. just took your good time and turned it into a bad time all because you're going to under the speed limit and the guy behind you wants to get down the road so if you're going to be considerate and you want to have a good time with your baby and your arms around or maybe your tops down and you're just cruising along pull off the road pull in a parking lot and let the cars go be let the cars go around you mm-hmm. you know what i mean at I least you're, again i'll say it you're going to you're going to turn your own mood bad by making somebody else mad because if you think that everybody behind you should just go oh let them go they're just having a sunday cruise We'll be late for them. You know, whatever the case is, guess it doesn't, it, that's what incites road rage. Absolutely. That's, and that is what incites road rage. Good job. Okay. Next one is multitasking. All right. And, and check it out. It says multitasking includes applying makeup, eating, reading, etc. So you had said about putting makeup on or something like that? Yeah, I could see makeup and reading, but eating... Eat, well, going down Shoving the road, french fries in your mouth isn't too bad. No, well, it's it's not the... Once you have your french fries and everything's all set up... See, the key to eating good going down the road is before you pull out of the, of the drive-thru, instead of just flying out in the road and going down the road and then start... Now you're going through the bag trying to get your ketchup and your drink and all the other crap, and you're doing this and you're, you're, you're zigzagging and you're not going fast and you're doing this and you're doing that. If you set everything up before you go out on the road and eat... Because, like, when I was a truck driver, I ate while I drove. I just did. And so if you're going to be a a guy or a gal that drives down the road and eats, it's all about setting it up. Set up the French fries, and if if you need ketchup on them, set up your chicken nuggets or whatever the heck you're eating, right? Because it's obviously mostly fast food. Set your drink in the in the thing. Have your napkins ready, and even take your bag and have that open for garbage. That way, when you're done, everything goes in. You're driving, and you're all set up. You don't have to lose a beat. But what happens is when you gotta now do the setup while you're driving, it causes you to drive stupid. You know, I seen a video, and it was a younger girl driving down the road eating noodles, like a soup. See, that's insane. What was she using like chopsticks too? No, I, I, I just I just remember like soup, like noodles. Like that's all I can think of is she was eating some kind of noodles in in a soup, and that's just you've got to figure out what's what's appropriate to drive and eat. French fries isn't a big deal, and chicken nuggets isn't a big deal. Pizza, I wouldn't even think is a big deal, but if it's gonna make a mess, yeah. Don't eat it. Yeah, like it's it, you can't go and eat a fresh slice of pizza and the cheese dripping on your lap and then you're going no cheese steaks ain't probably a good idea. Cheese steaks isn't no. You know and Chinese I, food would especially if you're using chopsticks wouldn't be a good idea. No, not unless you're a stabber. Yeah. And and I mean I would say soup has to be like a definite no no no. no you know there's no, certain no. foods you don't eat and drive and 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 depending on on how good you are at eating Big Macs. Yeah, Big Macs. Those could they, be pretty messy. Right. If you, you gotta be a perfect Big Mac eater. Yeah, you gotta have the mouth open right and and you get all the juice and the 
white stuff all over you. It's nasty. So mm-hmm. you stick to a, a, a hamburger or a cheeseburger and some fr- no chick- meatball subs either. Chicken nuggets and French fries are probably the ultimate f- driving food because you're just plopping it in your mouth, especially if you don't. It's really- like one biter. Because you know what? If I go to Chick Fil A, because mm. I don't use sauces. Well, I do like chick sauce, but if you don't use the chick sauce, Chick Fil A, honestly. They're like the ultimate driving food. You're just plopping it in your mouth and going. There's no, you don't have to have like a a, a quartet of dipping, a dipping station and all kind of craziness going on with your food. You're just eating and rolling. That's that's the way I would do it. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Okay. So uh, multitasking was the last one. 8% said that. Changing lanes without signaling. That's annoying too. Well, that one, you know, is mine. I... Freaking! You know what I really hate even more than the guy that changes lanes without signaling is the guy that's pulling in somewhere, making a left-hand turn, or you're at a stop sign and you're getting ready to pull out on the road, right? And you look left and here comes a guy and he's flying. So you're going to wait for him, right? And then he just slows down and pulls into the parking lot. No turn signals. Exactly. I'll say, Hey, thanks for the turn signal, dude. I could have pulled out. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's common courtesy. Turn signals are actually courtesy and safety. People don't realize when you have a when you're signaling to make a left or right, what you're doing is you're saying to the traffic that's flowing along with you, "Hey, I'm making a move." And you know what? Sometimes maybe the guy behind you is texting and driving, and your turn signal is what catches his eye, and and he looks up and he's like, "Oh, wait a second, this guy's turning. I'm glad he uses his turn signal because I probably would have ran up his ass." You know, that's realistically turn signals keep you safe. They really do in a lot of time. You also got to remember to turn it off when you're not. That's not on here, but I like that. That's one thing that annoys the crap out of me is the guy that drives down the road with their finger up their nose and their turn signals are on for like five miles and you're just driving down the road with your turn signal on and everybody's thinking, okay, slow down. This guy's getting ready to come over. And no, he's not. He's just going down the road with turn signal on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you something before I forget. Another thing that irks me and you see it actually in truckers more than you see it in cars is the guy that puts his left foot up on the dash while he's driving i can't i cannot stand watching somebody go down the road in a tractor trailer and his left leg is is hanging out the window or it's up on the dash as if he's trying to be cool i cannot stand i don't like that either i can't stand that i don't like it in any vehicle okay next okay we're down to the top three all right this starts going double digits Number three. Oh, can I guess one? Yeah. Okay. You know, like when the person pulls out from a parking lot and instead of going in the right lane, they go completely across and go in the furthest lane. Oh, that's not in there, but that's another one. That I, one. Well, that's another. Too. That would be like a turn signal guy. No, no. That's someone that decides that they're going to pull out. He goes like three lanes over. And they decide to go way over here. And what they don't know is that there's a lot of times someone in the passing lane that they don't see. Yeah. And then everybody's going. Arr! So... Number three is actually what you had said in the beginning, occupying the left lane without passing. So we had already gone over that in the beginning. Um, Number two, tailgating. Mm, I hate tailgaters. Well, nobody likes to look in their mirror. And now if you're the guy in the left, that's another thing. We'll go back to that left lane guy. If you're the guy in the left lane and and you're not passing people, there's a good chance you're going to have somebody tailgating you saying, get the, I mean, there's people, I see them, they'll put their high beams and all, and just to get the guy out of the way, it's like, get out of the way, dude, we want to go. And they just drive down the road and almost go slower on purpose. Mm -hmm. But tailgating is, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not justifying tailgating. I will tell you, if you're a tailgater, I learned my lesson in 
um, Columbus, Ohio. You remember that? I remember Columbus, Ohio and what happened, but I don't know if that was a lesson learned. Well, it was because I was tailgating at like 90 miles an hour and all traffic stopped and three of us rear-ended each other and my car went away on a rollback. So tailgating, no. Tailgating, bad. Number one, number one's obvious, texting. And and it's not just texting. It says texting and driving includes in this survey um, writing emails or talking on the phone. So... And what he mean? What they mean by talking on the phone? If you're a guy that's just going down the road like this, instead of you know using your Bluetooth, you tend to slow down. If you ever notice when you're passing somebody that's on the phone, it's 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 because they slowed down because they're concentrating now on trying to drive and talk on the phone. Where if they would just put it on car phone and just you know car speaker rather, and just drive. It, it, it really works out a lot better. Mm-hmm. Well, you have both hands available then for emergencies. Yeah, your mic sounds really good now. Um, so the one of the things also truckers hate, and it's not on here, is when somebody brake checks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, or, or like, for example, a trucker going up a hill. You're going, at, you're going up a hill, and you're getting to the top, and you've slowed down a little bit. And a slow down enough to where the car behind you don't like how slow you're going. He passes you on the crest of the hill, and then he does this. He comes over in front of you going down the hill. Mm-hmm. So now... <laughs> you're losing your momentum. Right. Now he doesn't realize that he... Instead of what he should have done, if, if car drivers would recognize, well, this guy's got a lot of weight, possibly 80,000 pounds, I'm not going to get in front of him going down the hill. Mm-hmm. So to, to, to go around him... And then get back and, you know, at the last second when you start cresting down the hill, that's a bad, that's a bad idea. It's Mm -hmm. not on here, but I know, I know that's a big thing with truck drivers. They literally hate when somebody does that kind of crap. Something else people hate, you know what truckers hate? Mm -hmm. The proper signal. Remember it said about gratitude? Mm -hmm. Now, truckers, the ones that know what they're doing, when somebody's passing you, you'll flip your light off and on. Okay. You'll go, you'll drop it down to parking light and then back on. You put the, take the beam off, put the light back on. Mm-hmm. What you don't, what you're not supposed to do is flash your high beams Mm-mm. in the truck driver's mirror. Cause now you're just blinded the guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So cars and some truck drivers that don't know the rules will signal with their high beams instead of flipping our lights down and that's a no-no. So drivers out there, that's another pet peeve of truckers. I speak for truckers because I'm a trucker. I would tell you guys, don't brake check a trucker. And definitely, if you're wanting to signal for a trucker to come on over in front of you when he passes you, do yourself a favor. Flip your lights down to parking and then flip your, your beam back on. Do not use high beam, just regular beam on and off, one or two flashes. And if he's a proper trucker, when he comes back over, he'll flash you his 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 tail lights on and off for a second or two, or he'll use his turn signal or his four ways. And that's another thing. If you have a trucker that signals you and you're in a car, okay, come on over, pop your four ways on for two or three seconds, and he'll know that you just said thank you. If mm-hmm. you want to know driving etiquette according to truckers. And Ruth Ann, I think did you have something? High beams, flashing high beams is illegal. I think we're gonna save 
Yes, she's right. Don't mm-hmm. flash your eye beams. And in Florida, if you put your turn your four ways on in the rain because you're afraid of the rain, you can't see. See, Leo. They can give you a ticket for that too. Look it up. Um, Ruthann, I think we're going to save that other information for the next podcast, unless you have something that you really want to talk about. I'll get it out really quick. How's that? That's all right. So okay. moving on, Ruthann's moving got on. something for real us. Real quick, on overdrive, go to Trucking Law. And it's if you ever had a problem with your broker or freight forwarder and they didn't pay you, you can go to Trucking Law and there is a um, video that Paul Taylor, who is Trucker Justice Center and a lawyer who represents drivers and owner operators for more than 25 years, he produced a handy guide for you to get your money from the broker and to know the difference between a broker and a freight forwarder, which I don't know that I didn't watch the video to see exactly what the differences are, but there is a difference between them and it shows you how you can go about getting any money back. If you can only get a little or a whole lot or just money they owe you from the load you pulled. Right. Well, sometimes you can't get your money back and other times you can, and that's what he's going to help you distinguish what you can do and how you can actually protect yourself from having that happen to you. The next thing I wanted to mention is the exit numbers that are changing along I-95 in Rhode Island. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's going to start changing this month. And you need to know um, Rhode Island Department of Transportation will start its next highway renumbering project on or about Sunday night, July 31st, changing exit numbers on I-95 from Massachusetts border in Pawtucket, to Connecticut borders in Hopkinton. So just given that, it's going to go by mile marker versus exit numbers. I remember when Pennsylvania went from, uh, had an exit change, and really what most states, there's some states that don't have the mile markers set up with the actual exit numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when Pennsylvania on 81 went through that change some years ago. And it was weird at first because you're so used to a certain number all your life. And then all of a sudden... They change it. And I'm going to tell you something. When they do change it, if you're used to that number, you 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 could end up um, going, wait, wait, what's going on here? You know. Mm-hmm. So for all you drivers, take note. Like Ruth Ann said, look it up and they'll, it, you can look up what exits are going to be changing to. But most likely, it's probably going to just match the mile post. That's what they're doing. Exactly. So... That's the podcast. Do you have the word of the day? I do. Ready? Right. Yeah, let's hear it. Let me let me turn a up the soil. Go ahead. Do it again. A soil. The soil? A soil. A S S O I L. A soil. And what is a soil's definition? To absolve or release someone from blame or sin, to forgive or to pardon, to clear up or resolve a difficulty, doubt, or problem. So it's just basically to wipe out a debt or forgive. Forgive. Yeah, that's that, soil. That's awesome. So, I soil you. It sounds really bad though. A soil. <laughs> I soil you. All right. Well, Ruth, <laughs> that is the podcast for the day. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.